welcome to the Love Your Life Project, a gentle guide to living a wholehearted, meaningful life. In these trying times, listen to stories, poems, musings, mystical wisdom to inspire you, bringing a little more light to your day. I'm Anuramana. Greetings, my friends. So lovely to be with you again today. And I'm feeling to pick up from where I left off last week, sharing about my recent travels. And where I left us, I believe, was at the end of my trip to Santa Cruz and Aptos and the kind of grungy final place that I had stayed in. And in the end, I was really sorry to leave this um, this room. <laughs> and as I left, it was raining hard, the first rain in a long time. And I loaded up my car and I had reorganized my packing because my next destination was Hawaii. Um, I was flying out of San Jose Airport, which was about half an hour away. So it worked out really well to have a one-shot direct flight. And so I took off for Kona, the big island, and I treated myself. I splurged on a room in Kona overlooking the ocean, very close to the sea. And it was just heavenly so beautiful to have that blue, blue water and the high waves and yeah, it was magnificent. You know, those of you who've followed these podcasts, these episodes, you may remember that there have been many trips that I planned to Hawaii and also other places mm. that had to be cancelled either because of my body not cooperating or the weather. And so this was like the pinnacle of maybe 10 cancel trips um, that I actually got to do. It was like a miracle. Even on the plane before it took off, I couldn't believe I was actually being able to go and was so incredibly grateful. So had a lovely couple of really quiet days in Kona and then my dear friend Laura picked me up and we drove up north to Kohala where Kalia, another beloved friend, has several rentals that are absolutely beautiful. She created this whole space of one large house and an apartment and then she lives next door to the apartment with the most expansive, exquisite view. You know, you're, you're just looking at this hill, this green hill sloping down to the sea, and then the blue ocean and the vast horizon beyond. These places are booked out most of the year because they're so gorgeous. And Kalia has planted all kinds of 
colorful flowers and it's just it's just heaven I have to say so when she called me about a month ago and said there'd been a cancellation in the apartment next to her I I really thought about it and realized I'd be so close to the airport from Santa Cruz and I had air credit from one of the cancel trips and so I went for it and I'm so glad I did. It was absolutely delicious and fulfilling in every way. You know, it's so far beyond words. But the one regret is that I didn't bring my microphone to record an episode from there because the birds were so wonderful and I would love to have shared you know, their song with you. And so I had a whole week, well, five days remaining up in Kohala and saw some beloved friends, my dear friend Matilda, and spent a lot of time in the ocean. (laughs) And every swim was different. The ocean was different every day. And one particular... uh, swim I would love to share with you because it was absolutely magical. Laura and I had decided to go for a swim at a beach, small, lovely beach called Mau Mai. And we walked from one park to the beach through all these beautiful ancient trees. But when we got to the beach, it just started raining like crazy. I mean, it was pelting down. And everybody deserted the beach, except us. And Laura is probably as crazy as I am. (laughs) And so I said, well, you know, there's nobody here. We don't need to even wear a swimsuit. And so we went racing into the sea in, you know, in our birthday suits, I guess you could say. And it was absolutely delightful you know the rain was coming down so hard that it was bouncing off the sea but it was like these silver drops of light everywhere and then we just floated on our backs you know and the waves were soft and they were just kind of holding us and floating us and then we were being kissed by the rain pouring down on our faces and we had our tongues out to lick the rain or drink it and we were just really in such joy. Um, yeah, it was, you know, probably an hour or more we were in there just basking in it because it was quite warm, even though the water was warm, but the temperature was quite cool. And the rain didn't stop. I mean, I haven't seen rain for so long because I've lived in Shasta for all this time. And I think there was one big downpour in Shasta, but I happened to be away at that time. And I couldn't believe I had to go to Hawaii to feel the ecstasy of rain. And so we were hugging each other and dancing and leaping up and down and then floating and swishing each other around. It was really, really beautiful. And I even said to Laura, do you think we've died and this is paradise? because it really felt like that. And then to top it all, the sun started to peak 
beneath the clouds and it was this golden orb and it sent these rays of golden light shimmying across the ocean water. It was absolutely beautiful. And then on the other side was this massive rainbow arcing across the sky. It just felt like a gift from the gods, uh, far beyond anything that I can describe to you. But it was really um, a time that I will cherish for the rest of my days. And When we got out, of course, everything was soaked. Our clothes were just dripping wet and... Um, we had to walk home, you know, barefoot through all these mud puddles, which was also part of the joy. <laughs> it was like we reverted to kidhood again. And for me, it was extra special because those moments weren't experienced really in childhood. We had a few visits to the sea when I was a child, but not many. And so this was extra, extra special. And it just felt like the beloved was making up for all those times of disappointment and sadness when planned trips couldn't or didn't happen. So that was pure magic. We were licking the leaves with their raindrops, you know, dripping off. They were like jewelry, diamonds. Oh, and so... Many, many wonderful swims. And I will admit, I fell in love with a few dogs along the way. <laughs> My dear friend Savarna in Aptos um, has this amazing golden retriever, Bodhi. He's young, but oh, he is big. And as soon as we walked in, he dive-bombed me and knocked me all the way over. <laughs> I still have the bruises to, to prove it, but he was adorable. And um, we had a wonderful supper with her and her husband, Devendra, on their porch. It was so good. And also some wonderful walks with her in the Redwoods, another fabulous part of the time there. Oh, and <laughs> also I tried to go swimming with Savarna, but the waves were too high in, in Aptos that day. And so we just plunked our bodies down and sat, you know, in the shallows. And then these huge waves would come and knock us over. You know, we'd just be pummeled around and we were laughing like kids. So I really feel like this trip I got to you know, revisit the joy, the real joy of childhood and innocence too. It was very, um, very enriching and healing, I will say. But back to the dogs for a minute. There was one dog that won my heart, completely smitten. Um, my beloved friend Amy, who happened to be away. She was on the mainland while I was there, but she suggested I go up and meet her husband. They live up on the hill above Kona and her dog. And so I did, and it's a paradise up there. All kinds of beautiful, lush 
trees, vegetation, flowers, herbs, not to mention a beautiful home. And Amy's husband, Tom, was wonderful. But the star of the show, (laughs) the highlight, was Alfie, their dog. I just fell madly in love. You know, he was just, I could feel his heart was pure love. When I got out of the car, he just leaned into me, you know, and uh, I just, I just am in love still. I was sharing this with Amy today and could feel the tears coming. You know, sometimes you just connect on a, I don't know, maybe a soul level. And it's far beyond species, dog, human. It was heart to heart, so deep, so rich. So another beautiful meeting that I will forever cherish. And then coming home, flying home, I came back via San Jose where I'd parked my car. And it was late at night, probably 10.30 or 11 when we were landing. And I was just looking at all of the the lights in the city. I guess it's a big city. And so it was just this array of lights. It looked like, you know, a Christmas tree decked out times a thousand, times a million. And it was so beautiful, all these different kind of colored lights. And I remember looking down and thinking, I wonder if this is how it might feel for God to be looking, you know, have this bird's eye view of humanity. And I was feeling how, you know, how humans have strived to make all this light, how somehow, you know, electricity has happened. And there's all this light available here on earth created by humans and how it could be like a a way of replicating the true light that we are that it, it could never touch of course the exquisite expanse of light that we are these street lights but at the same time i just felt this compassion for us as humans doing our best making the best we can of this world into which we've been thrust, this world of duality and conflict. And somewhere along the line, humans found a way to bring light into the darkness. So it was just a moment of overwhelming gratitude and connection, maybe communion is a better word, with all of us, with all of humanity here at this heightened time of our unfolding, our existence. And just I had many, many tears of gratitude, really, for this life with all of its bumps and all of its intensities. And yes, this is a very heavy time for so many, both personally and collectively. And yet there is so much beauty. 
I feel like the beloved peeled away something, you know, opened my eyes to the magnificence of this small part of the planet, but a fraction of the beauty of the whole world. And I feel so gifted to have been able to relish it, to expand my horizons. You know, one who lives so solitarily for the most part to engage with so many beloveds and to feel so welcomed and loved and held. Such amazing grace. So I'd like to leave you today with a poem by Jane Hirschfield. She's a well-known Zen poet. And it just reminded me as I was preparing poems for my classes this week, it reminded me of the joy and exuberance and potential in this life and also of my wonderful sea swim in the rain. I ran out naked in the sun. I ran out naked in the sun. And who could blame me? Who could blame? The day was warm. I ran out naked in the rain. And who could blame me? Who could blame the storm? I leaned towards 60 that day, almost done. It thundered then. I wanted more. I shouted more. And who could blame me? Who could blame? Had been before, could blame me that I wanted more. I love that. Just the exuberance, the kind of unfettered passion running out naked into the sun, into the storm, and wanting more, more, more of this juicy, ripe life that has so much goodness to offer us. Sometimes we have to dig to find the goodness, but it is there. It is there. And Jane Hirschfeld had another poem I remember that began with something like, and the voice said, want more, not less. And I thought that was so beautiful because as a Zen poet, as a Zen practitioner, anybody on a spiritual path, desire is supposed to be one of the the not cardinal sins, but something that lessens over time. And yet, I feel we can be greedy for life, greedy for the juice of connection, because when we feel that passion, that love, that connection with others, with nature, with the ocean, with ourselves, it's like a, an expression of the joy of God, the joy of the beloved. And it is so beautiful. And it's okay to want more. I know I'm going against the grain here. <laughs> Certainly against my, my upbringing and my uh, Catholicism of youth. But I feel like 
life is to be lived. It is such a short stint here. We're going to be gone before we know it. Just recently, two people have died, young people suddenly, that I've heard about. So make the most of it. Do what you can to love your life. You deserve it. Every blessed, sacred, juicy moment of it. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with others. And if you'd like to hear more, you can find me on my website, anaramana.com. And also on there is a link to become a member of my Patreon family where, for a donation, I offer additional gifts and bonuses, like guided meditations and private Zoom calls. Much love to you. Till next time.